guy was staggering, and he's like, oh, he must be drunk. He gets closer, and the guy's drenched in blood. I mean, he's just completely... From his head. Yeah. And his, both of his eyes were swollen shut. It was just, it was a fucking mess. And as soon as we came out, boom, there they were, right across the street from us. How many? There's like 30 of them. Wow. And my partner and I, Bobby Powers, we looked at each other, and I was like, Bobby, there's no way we're going to get these kids. I said, I mean, we'll, the most we can get is two. Mm-hmm. You know, the rest of them are going to be in the wind. Hey, what's up? Finally, 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 a nice, beautiful day. It's 77 degrees out, and we are here in Ossining, New York, the Palatial Estates, the home, um, what, what is it called, the... Uh, uh, the command center. Yeah, the, the control, temporary command and control center. The temporary <laughs> command and control center. Uh, I'm Mark DeMeo. I'm with my uh, co-host, Bill Cannon. What's up, Bill? I'm doing good, man. Looking forward to our next episode. Yeah, today is going to be really, really, really exciting. I did a lot of research on this. Um, it's an interesting case. And uh, just to uh, to give you a, a heads up what you can expect. Was it August? Uh, no, it was April, it? April, April 19th, 1989. Um, some kids went wilding in Central Park. And um, a jogger by the name of uh, Melissa Mealy. Lisa Mealy. Patricia Mealy was raped. And um, now there's a, a new movie that's coming out. Uh, it's a document, I think it's a docuseries on Netflix, and it's called How They See Us. And uh, it's about the Central Park Five. The, the kids that were charged with the rape of uh, Patricia Mealy in Central Park that night and uh, whatever happened, the results of it, the outcome. And uh, it's a really, really interesting, fascinating story. And we're honored today to have our our guest with us. Um, uh, he was a police officer with the NYPD, with detective. Were you a detective too? I was a detective, but I was a cop at, at the, the time. At the time, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, without further ado... Eric Reynolds. Hey. How you doing? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Bill. Mark. Thanks for coming Thank up, you. man. We tried, we tried really hard to get you. You weren't an easy get. No, he wasn't, man. I'm all booked up. He was a little... It's like trying <laughs> was to get a... a resistant. That's trying, to, like, trying to get the hottest chick at, at, in high school to go with you to the prom, man. This <laughs> no. guy, he would not answer the... He would not return the calls. Bill was getting pissed. All he kept saying is, man, he would be such a great guest if he would just fucking return my calls. He won't call me back. When were you calling me? I don't know. It was, I was probably using the wrong communication. I was probably uh, on Facebook or oh. message and you didn't, uh, you know, and then I called you and you answered me right back. So Communicating with I Bill is like this. Okay. So he'll, he'll send me a text message and I'll reply on the text message and then he'll reply to me on Facebook messenger. <laughs> See, and that- we just go back and forth between the two. And then there might be a couple of Facebook messages. So we were on all three all day. <laughs> I'm just chasing Bill's messages around. Yeah, I'm constantly getting um, messages on Facebook. Like, I'll look at my email account and I'll say, you know, you got an email uh, from somebody on Facebook. And it'll be like five or six of them a day. And it's, it's uh, usually because those people's accounts are hacked. So I just assume uh-huh. whenever I get one, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's, getting, one of those. Getting, it's um, a spam. You're getting spam? It's a spam email. Yeah, I got a, yeah. a text message I showed you guys last night from a guy named Dan. I don't remember this guy at all. It was at 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Who's Dan? <laughs> Dan. I'm like, I told you it was Did a... Did I pass out? <laughs> I said, hey, listen, Dan, it was a one and done. I told you that from the beginning, man. <laughs> Leave me alone. It <laughs> happens in Vegas, stays in Vegas. How, how many years uh, were you on the job? 20. 20 years. You did 20 and out? Yeah. Yeah, me too. What year did you come on? Uh, 81. All right. So July, 80, July 81. Was, wow. that a, was that a huge class? Or so you've been out a while. class was huge, right? Yeah, it was a big class. 81 was two? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We had, I think we had about 1,000 people. Well, look, but 82 had 2,000. How long have you been out? Right. right. Yeah, they were bigger than us. I've been out like close to 20 years now. Wow. I retired 42 days before 9-11. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. I should have stayed now that I look back at it, but because uh, I'm working for the Board of Ed now, man. The Board of Ed is just the worst. It is the, <laughs> I think anyone will I be feel like that to too. this from them. <laughs> the most poorly run city agency I've ever seen in my life. Uh-huh. Most city agencies are poorly run except for the police department. The only one that is accountable to everyone is the police department. The rest of them are like 
There's no, no there's no accounting. There's no um, chain of command. Nobody takes orders from anybody. Everybody's just doing what they want to do. Exactly. It's a mess. What is it that you do for the border, Ed? Uh, I'm an investigator. Okay. I was in the uh, office of pupil transportation. Um, that kind of bus driver. Hmm. Bus driver. Investigating bus drivers. Oh, and no, the I was kidding. Oh, my <laughs> no, you said I was in charge. Of people trans- committing a lot of crimes. <laughs> I'm going to make a lot of jokes, so you know. Trust me. <laughs> the last thing you want to do is drive a school bus. Then those kids are out of control. Yeah, oh. I can just imagine, man. That's a tough job. We got drivers in attendance getting kicked in the face, uh-huh. getting sexually assaulted. I mean, you name it. We got parents threatening to kill them. Uh, it, it's... Like a nice job. Yeah. And then like God forbid you leave one on the bus. Oh my oh, God. Get cu- we get, get them locked up. <laughs> we we have them locked up too. Yeah, I believe it. You know, search the bus. The kid wakes up. The bus is in. Uh, it's kind of sort of to lot. me like the easiest thing that you would do. And you, and knowing that you would do it like three or four times, like the way you keep like going back in your apartment. Went back in the plane as it was filling up with water. He did it three times. Yeah, yeah huh? and these school buses aren't filling up with water. You just have to check see if there's a. Yeah, camera. I know. When I leave my right? apartment, man, I go back three times. It's like an OCD thing. I I, th- I think I left the toaster oven on. Did I shut off all the lights? Did what? I I go back like three times. Well, plus we get drivers that. Uh, they have special needs kids. They don't give them to the parents. They'll give them to the mailman. They'll give them to some junkie. They'll just, I, I had a, an attendant throw a kid off the bus because he was because uh, he was acting up. You know, before he got to a stop, she just like come on out, <laughs> get out, threw him out, threw him out. He's working at McDonald's now. But. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. This is fifteen an hour. That's a tough job, man. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, people always said, you know, oh, being a cop is such a tough job. And then you hear other people's jobs. They're like, hey, it's not as tough as being a bus driver. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's crazy, man. That's guaranteed everyday insanity. At least when you, because whenever you're driving the kids to school, it's always going to be insanity. Yes. Unless they're really tired for whatever reason that day. The morning, they're usually quiet. Uh-huh. The, the afternoon, that's when yeah, the problems yeah, yeah, yeah. start. Yeah, I could see that. You yeah. know? Especially if it's like one of those runs where the kids are around for like an hour or two. Because uh-huh. you got like two-hour runs for some of these Dropping these kids. the kids all over, right? Yeah. Yep. But the, the bus companies make it worse because they'll, they'll hire anybody. Mm-hmm. They'll, hire, they, they'll have Al-Qaeda driving those buses if you let them. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I was doing the background checks on the, um, on the drivers and... Uh, I had guys coming in, sent by the bus companies that have done homicides, rape, robberies, home invasions, narcotics trafficking. Um, I had one guy, eight convictions for um, identity theft. And he was um, a bus driver? He wanted, they wanted him to be. Oh. A couple of them were. A couple of them had been. I had one guy who was uh, beating up his grandmother, and uh, he had been driving a bus, and uh, he had his recertification came up. I had to do the background check and I was like, no, can't, can't do it. And he was, he was following me on Facebook. He was uh-huh. leaving me threatening messages on Facebook. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. You're a nice guy. And another guy was beating the hell out of his wife. I mean, I don't know how many convictions he had for that. And he said, you know, the police were framing him and stuff. He goes, I'll, I'll even get a certified letter from my wife that I don't hit her. <laughs> so what, are you going to beat the shit out of her to get it? Come on. Come on. Amazing, right? So, you reg- so I guess, yeah, you did. The- but what was the urge to get out after 20? What was the bug in your ass? <sighs> uh, you know, did looking you back at like- it now. Because everybody always says, oh, you better get out now. It's good. Yeah. People stick around. And it's- it never gets any worse. It- I mean, it could it get worse? Yeah, I mean, it's just asking you to do more work or being more responsible. That's what they mean by getting worse. Yeah. Um, but also, too, worse by you could possibly get indicted. And now I read somewhere, um, I'm trying to think of what state it is. I think it's California that you have to, there's a new word they're using for police shootings over there. And if you don't follow that protocol uh, or you can't express or articulate that word that they just came up with now, uh, justifying a shooting, then you're going to go to prison. So in other words, you got to get like shot first, and then you can shoot back. Yeah, yeah, that's where it's coming pretty to, much. pretty much. Or shot get, at, yeah. get wounded. I did the twenty, but I wanted to get to uh, to get to this fabulous career that I'm doing now. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it all worked out good. No, now like I told Bill, I you know I I've had a bunch of TV spots. I've written for uh, a, a TV show. I've um, the commercial, I've written a one-man show, all that in five years. Done a lot of different things in five years. But you put all of them together, 
and they're all equal to nothing because here we are. But oh, wait a second. Pales compared to police off the cuff podcast. Yeah, well, no, this is true. Honestly, I'm proud of this thing. This is like the best thing I've ever done. But, Mark, remember, Sinbad said it best. You never know how close you are to turning the corner. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> no, really. Every single freaking famous person that tells you, oh, uh, you know, it's just never quit. Listen, if you've been doing this thing for two or three years, you know, then nobody's feeling you. You don't uh, get the fuck out. Do something else. Try something. I'm telling you, quit. Quit, quit while you're ahead. It's for our audience. He's talking about stand up. Oh, comedy. I'm talking he's about anything. Talking about in, I'm talking about anything in life. Anything in life. If it do, if it doesn't start working out for you at some point, quit, man. Because it's a hard. It's a like he mentioned stand up. That's a relationship. You probably know it's an abusive relationship. You'll like never being married. Yeah, it's worse than being married because it makes you. It destroys your, all your other relationships. You know, yeah. you, you know your relationship. Your relationship with your wife, depending on who your uh, your spouse is, doesn't that doesn't have to be. You could still have friends. Some people are you know cooler than others. You know, especially if they can trust you. But that's a whole other thing. Let's get back to you. Um, <laughs> where did you grow up? In the Bronx. Yeah, we're Castle, part of the Bronx. Castle yeah. Hill. Oh, that's good. Well, I go I over there to, to to get Dominican food. I live oh. in a country club. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the name of that place? La, La, La Brisa? Yeah. Which By one? By the train station, right? So just no, a couple I don't blocks. think it's, No, Brisa something. Breeze something. Oh, man. The boy Mark starts to See, speak Spanish. This is the, the, the good thing about the Spanish food is that it's, it's great. It's, yeah. it's the, one of the best tasting foods, and it's not that expensive. You know, over there, you can go there, you're stuffed, stuffed. They got to wheel you out for 15 bucks, you know, yeah. steak, rice and beans, um, platano, moludo, whatever you want. I worked in the 3-4. Yeah, yeah, the 3-4 is great too. Oh, uh, the Grande Steakhouse. <laughs> Mofongo, I know the names of all those places. You could do, you could do a <laughs> lot worse, man. You, I worked in the 110, the 115. The food there was great. And um, a lot of times it was on the arm, so it was beautiful. <laughs> so, there you right. go. There you go. <laughs> but... um. So you grew up in the Bronx. Where'd you go to high school? Um, I went to DeWitt Clinton for two years. Uh-huh. And that's when it was all boys. And uh, I was getting up. Then they like, put the girls in there and you got pissed. You're like, I'm out of here. I'm going. No, that was way after I left. Oh. As a matter of fact, what used to happen was I would get on the bus. I have to get up extra early. Um, it would go past Stevenson and all these hot Spanish girls all, you know, hanging uh-huh. out. And I'm going to an all boys school. And I'm like, the fuck am I doing? Was it priests? No. Hmm? Was the all boys school priests? No, no, no. It Brothers? Was, no, it was just it was a regular public school. It was a regular public school, of boys. Yeah, because yeah. it was David Clinton was all boys, and Walton, a couple of blocks away, was all girls. But, yeah, so uh, you made the switch, right? You was, yeah, I was like, this is crazy. What am I smart. doing? That's the first uh, inkling detective work right there. Yeah. You Go found, with the, yeah, you found the girls, you found the way to get in there. Yes. So yeah. uh, did you go to college afterwards? I went to uh, Lehman College. And um, dropped out after six months. Mm-hmm. Just wasn't, uh, I guess it wasn't for me at the time. I went to work, worked as a bank teller for a year. That sucked. Yeah, you didn't like that job either? No. You ever get held up? No. no. In the Bronx? In a bank, you ever <laughs> get held up? <laughs> no. no, I was in Manhattan. Oh, on East 56th Street and 3rd oh, Avenue. Okay. Damn, well, Midtown used to have a lot of bank robberies. That's true. That's another job that's not that bad because mostly you're around women all day working with other women there. Right? True. Plus, True. you're young. You're right out. That's the type of job you and get when you're. Banks have good AC. Yeah, they got AC. Yeah, yeah and and had. you have banking hours. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and we had a soda machine. We had like a soda fountain downstairs, so you get as much free soda as you want. Uh-huh. Wow. Wow. All right. That makes that five dollars an hour palatable. <laughs> you, ever, you ever get the girls from drag one of them downstairs? That's right. <laughs> That's <laughs> use, but get them to come downstairs. Did you over there? No, none of the women I worked with were really that uh, at that time. You know. But they were nice, but they weren't, you know, weren't really my type. Oh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're working at the bank. When do you take the police test? Mm, while I was working at the bank. Yeah. So that was, uh, what was that? 78, 79. Wow. I took the police test you and I took the fire. How old are you? Maybe 60. Yeah. You look good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. A haircut works for you. Very short. Crop haircut like works. That. Have to. No, it does. Totally gray. If you want to grow two inches taller, just grow 
hair like that. Yeah, I can't stop. I, cut, I, I just got a haircut yesterday. It grows like weeds. I can't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you took the police test while you were working in the bank. How long yeah. did it take for you to get on? Um, let's see. I, I got on in July of 81. So I think it was two years. I had got, actually, I got called by the fire department also. Oh, you turned that down? Yeah. You didn't want you wanted nothing to do with fires. No, because I, you know what, the way I see it is this: if you're going to be a fireman, if you're going to take that job, then it's got to be something that's in your blood, you know. Yeah. It, it, there's no point because you see it on our job. You see the guys who were just there just to get a paycheck, mm -hmm. and they, you know, kind of a yeah. You can't be just getting a paycheck on the fire department because you're going to yeah. have to run in there. Yeah, there's a fire. You know, I'm going to be like, oh, I'll wait in the truck. I'll watch the truck. Generations and generations of firemen, right from the same family. Same thing. A lot of cops, but I think that's changed a lot. Right? Yes. My friend Richie died. He was a power lifter, monster, strong as deadlift, 600 pounds or 500, I think it was. And um, he died in. A, he was a firefighter. He died in the Bronx, going into a, it was an abandoned house. See, to me, that's the crazy part. And I, I know that's part of your job. You got to do it. You got to run into that. God forbid there's somebody, you know, shacking up in there and clear it out. And he never went down know. the basement, never came out. And that was a guy who was so, so strong, man. So if it could happen to him, it could happen to anybody, man. Yeah. That guy was top and top physical shape, man. May he rest in peace. I could see why you didn't want that job. I took the fireman test, too. Um, I, they didn't call me. I, I was part of that, uh, the exam where they wound up suing for uh, discrimination. Because as quiet as it's kept, and it's not kept that quiet, I'll tell anybody in their mother. Uh, my, my name's not Mark DeMeo. It's San my last name is Sanchez. It's Mayuanex Sanchez. I'm, I'm half Dominican. That's my real name, Mayuanex. I don't want to be on the show with you anymore. <laughs> you quit, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was part of that test, and uh, I got 100 flying past it with like 10 seconds to go, the physical. And then for some reason, the, the, the written that was supposed to give you five points for living in New York, I didn't get it. I don't know what happened. I should have had that job, but thank God I didn't, man. I, I enjoyed my time on the PD. I think that was a better fit, obviously, for you too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Who, who wants to be in a firehouse fighting over who has more peas on their plate? You know? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, at least it's... they cook for each other, man. They treat each other like gentlemen, man. And they sleep. They get to sleep. And, and you know, let well, me tell you true. something. That's a good job. Other than fighting the fires, that's the best job you could have. You know what I'm they're, saying? They're chart. It's like a, I'm great at that. I'm great at job, right? I'm yeah. great at eating. I could learn how to cook a, a dish. Everybody learns how to cook one meal. That's true. You know what I'm saying? And working out, I'm, I, I used to love to do that, too. Sleeping. Did I mention I'm good at that? I like that. <laughs> Um, so, uh, what was your first command? Uh, five, two. Okay. Five, two, uh, Webster Avenue. So you stayed in the Bronx? Marshall Parkway. Yeah. I was you in the Bronx it? for five years. It was good. It was, you know, it was, uh, it, yeah, I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. I was in the five, two, but then I went to, um, I went to the vice squad. Back then it was public morals. Yeah. I remember that. That was, uh, that was interesting. I was, uh, my job was, uh, reading porn, Gambling, drinking, and picking up hookers. Yeah, I used to do that, that was, but I wasn't getting paid for it. <laughs> it's, and you know what? It's not as glamorous as, as people think it is. Ah, it get is. out of here. Of course it is. You, you, you get used out, to it. That's all it is. You got, first of all, you got to work really late at night because you got to Talk do to somebody working clubs. in a cubicle, what yeah, they well, did today. Yeah. yeah, well, that's true. We're in a bank. That's true. But now you go out, you, you know, you're drinking. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. You got to go back to the command. You got to type up paperwork. You're fucking half lit. Uh -huh. You know, it's, it's like, ah, this is, this is the point where I'm going home. I'm going to bed. Instead, I'm going, uh, I'm going to work. Did you get shield out of vice or no? No. Nope. Uh, I left there. That's when I went to Central Park. Okay. To no, the squad? Because, because back then there was no 18-month rule yet. There was no 18-month law that you got promoted right. to detective after 18 months. Right. People would be in investigative units five, six years, and they never got the shield. Right? Yeah. I had, well, I had a falling out with a boss. Um, we, had, uh, we were hitting a number spot once, and um, as we were walking in, there was four of us. So the sergeant and another uh, cop, they walk into the spot. Me and another guy, we noticed this guy, there was a guy outside ready to pummel this girl. There was just like a domestic dispute, but he hadn't, he hadn't put his hands on her, but it was clear he was, gonna, he was just about to kick the shit out of her. So we stood by, you know, to make sure nothing happened to her. When the other two, uh, when the sergeant... You're in plain clothes? Yeah. When the sergeant and the uh, cop go inside, they go behind the, the plexi and they get the money, they get the slips, you know, they place the, the uh, person who was working there under arrest. So it was supposed to be it was supposed to be my collar, and mm -hmm. I took the collar, 
but he wanted me to say, you know, that I, I, <clears throat> I found the money and stuff behind the plexi. And I said, no, I was informed by you. I said, come on. I mean, what's the, what's the point? And, you know, I know it doesn't seem like... You're perjuring yourself. Yeah, you're 100% yeah. right. Have to, yeah. I said, it's an, easy, it's an easy way to get fired. You know, it, it's something you're that's easy to, to avoid. That. You're not supposed to do that. And it's, it doesn't cost anybody anything. It's no big deal that I say that you handed it to me and you witnessed right. it. Come on. It's just, that's, that's a not ground a ball. Deal, yeah. Let's say they have cameras, hidden cameras set up in there because they used to do that to watch, to keep the workers from stealing money. Yeah. And all of a sudden, because you know that happened once in the 2-3, um, in, uh, in the number spot. They had a camera set up and they caught a vice squad lieutenant stealing money because mm -hmm. the boss is supposed to go behind the plexi and count the money. I don't know if you know Mary Renner. I used to work with her in the 5-2. So they get a videotape. She's counting the money. You know, one for you, one for me, one for you, two for me. You know, and it's clear, it's clear, mm -hmm. you know, she's pocketing all this cash. But these guys are slick. You know what they do? Instead of going to internal affairs or anything like that, they make copies of the tape of her stealing and they start selling it on the street. And he's selling it as a get out of jail free card. So he's telling the drug dealers, look, 300 bucks, you can have this video. If you ever get caught, say, hey, here, you know. Let's mm -hmm. make a deal. I got a cop who's, uh, who's mm -hmm. dirty. Mm -hmm. And they, they sold a whole bunch of That's them. crazy. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But she Pretty ended up genius. getting locked up. They locked her up and she lost a job. And it's unfortunate. For pennies. Yep. <laughs> For pennies. Yeah. Usually, you know. Yeah. Yeah, man. A short end. Yeah. So... How did you, you said you were in, uh, in public morals mm -hmm. and you were there for five years and this was the incident that basically now you, you're not going to work there anymore. Did you? No, did it was you, a year. I was there for a year. In I public in, morals? Yeah, I was in the Bronx for five years. One year was in the, the vice squad and the four was in the five two. Oh, okay. But after the vice squad, that's when you went to Central Park, right? Yeah. And it was over that incident, like you just had to get out of there because you that had was, to beef with that boss. That was my punishment. They, um... He'd actually told the, our captain that I was trying to set him up, you know, to like to get him jammed up. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? But anyway, I get put under house arrest. I'm not allowed to leave this, the precinct for, uh, for a week. And um, the captain asked me, he goes, well, where do you want to go? You know, you know that you're leaving. At least we'll, we'll give you a what soft you landing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I go, all right. Well, any place busy. I don't care. Four, 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 six. If it's, oh, that was great to say that. Because then they send you to Central Park where there's exactly. nothing going on. That's exactly what he did. <laughs> Fucking set me up, <laughs> man. You said the slowest place yeah, you know possible. You know what you tell him? Say, I enjoyed long commutes. I'm a big fan of the subway. Love getting on there. If you could put me at the last stop. You're Next thing you know, you're working. The in the, in <laughs> yeah, but they do the exact opposite. Once, yeah. That's the funny thing about the job is once they find out like what your Achilles is, that's they what they'll attack. It. They go right for it. I wasn't really a big overtime guy. Uh, because I was always doing comedy, so I wanted, or I was always doing stuff afterward, either coaching my son's baseball team, but then it was always comedy at night. So um, they had no, they had nothing on me. They couldn't punish me by taking away my uh, my overtime. But but when they're going to transfer you, it, isn't it funny that they transfer you to somewhere usually where it's slower? Like I know somebody that got bounced out of the two four, and uh, no, it was a two, yeah, it was the two six squad, and they went down to the first. Like that, you're talking about the two six. It's not that busy, but you know, there's a you know, you could catch ten cases a week. Wait, was it, it happens? Was Al Travers uh, running the two six at the time? No, no, that was way before him. No, we had oh, Frank. I remember Al Travers? Oh, yeah, Lieutenant yeah. Frank. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what is it? <laughs> was it called the um, the Old contract? The <laughs> what was that contract or the yeah. social contract? The two six is. Uh, it's on 126th Street, and um, it's right off of Amsterdam, and it covers from 110th Street to kind of sort of like 140, the water to, I think, uh, St. Nicholas. Yeah. And uh, they call it the hole in the donut because it somehow just the crime seems to happen, or the shootings anyway, around seem to happen the around the, the precinct, just a block outside. And we had a, a Lieutenant Frank there, and he used to... I remember we, he always talked to us about the the social contract because we were in a slowdown at one time. We were in between contracts. You know what happens when you're in between contracts? It's like a slowdown, yeah. whatever. So he's trying to talk us out of uh, 
out of this slowdown and getting us, you know, pumping us up. And he says, you know, you guys, it's not all about the money. It's about, a so, you know, you guys signed the social contract. You know what I'm saying? So then one time I had a, a collar and I had a, have a boss view of the lineup. And it was about a quarter to the time that he's supposed to leave, go home. So I said, hey, Lou, can you stick around a couple of minutes and view the lineup so I don't have to call, call the covering boss? He looks at his watch. He goes, uh, you know what? Uh, I'm going to have to leave in 15 minutes because uh, that's when I'm, I'm done. Then uh, you better have called the covering sergeant. I said, it's only going to be like 10 minutes. And he's like, yeah, yeah, call the covering sergeant. I said, what happened to the social contract? <laughs> that's it, man. A fucking guy hated me from that point on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> launched. <laughs> so you got you got launched soft landing into Central Park, right? Yeah. What's that like working there? What tours did you do? I worked around the clock. We still had the nine squad wow. chart. Then. Okay, it was like it, it's a cross between. You're back in uniform now. Yes, it's a cross between Hogan's Heroes and uh, <laughs> One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> <laughs> they put they put a lot of people like there's broken some, toys in there, some right? That's all it is. In Central Park, that's, that's for sure. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah, I used to work with a detective that wound up in Central Park in the squad there, and uh, he was he was he was a lot of fun to work with, man. But he just he couldn't rely on him too much. No, it, one time he called up, uh, he put me in the book, I'm on my way, and then it was like an hour and a half, two hours later, he goes. The boss come by yet, you know? <laughs> like, uh, no, not yet. And he goes, all right, all right, I'll be right in. And then, like, an hour and a half, two hours later, he calls me up. He goes, hey, listen, tell me, uh, I'm going to take lost time. Tell him, no, no, no. He goes, tell him I'm banging in. I'm banging in. He left me at uh, Herpes Triangle one night. He no. insisted on taking the car. He said, I'm going to take my own car up there because I know you. No, 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 no. We'll take one car, one car. So we go to Herpes Triangle. We're having a, as soon as we walk in the first bar, he disappears. I never see him again. I had to take a cab back. <laughs> Couldn't find it. Well, I did. I, I found them making out with some, you know, the girl in the back. But that was in the early part of the night. Like an hour later, I couldn't find them. I wound up taking a cab back. But that's, uh, so he wound up in Central Park. That's the type of people that are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's hard to survive there. You got to be, uh, you got to be on your toes. Um, I used to. You what know, do you like, mean, why is it hard to survive? Because. Well, because it's in the wintertime, there's nothing there. There's no houses. There's no stores. You know, if you're you on a foot post, you if you don't have a scooter. Yeah. And what about cars? There's no cars. Cars are very few. The, the cute, you know, it's hard to it's hard to get a seat. Yeah, sure. Because there's no not, heat in those scooters, right? Is um, there heat in there? The three wheel scooters. Yeah. Can you hook them up? Can you change the engine and maybe put some mags on there? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, you know, guys, uh, we had guys that had them steady and they felt like they owned them. So yeah, they yeah, would yeah. chain them up. Oh, so, so they, they couldn't oh, use their man. scooter. Yeah. So we used to come in. I had lock picks. So I used to pick the locks uh -huh. on the ones I used. And I worked with another guy who. Uh, it's amazing. How did you, you have the keys for them? No lockpick. I just stick. There's a, oh, there's a uni, there's a universal key for oh, okay. each for the scooters. Okay. So once you have the universal key, you could drive any of them. Uh -huh. But um, another guy named Keith, uh, what he would do is he used to bring a plumber's wrench to work, and the steering wheel on the three wheel scooter has a big nut on it. So he would just unscrew the nut and take the steering wheel oh, off man. because that's how it was chained that's on. Some real dirtbags on the job. And then he would take the the wrench and he would use that to steer it. <laughs> <laughs> but they they found out because um, somebody, the guy who had the scooter was driving it one day and all of a sudden the steering wheel came off. Because <laughs> he stripped it. <laughs> yeah. Taking it off too much, he stripped it. And the rumor was he hit a mime in front of the uh, the Museum of Natural, uh, of Modern Art. Did he say ouch? Uh, uh, <laughs> like what is he? <laughs> He's like, ouch. ouch. <laughs> <laughs> he hit a mime. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Mimes aren't allowed to scream either. You have to stay in he has to scream in mime by a scooter. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's just laying there. <laughs> so that's hysterical. I can just imagine the stories of Central Park working there, man. So, uh, so the scooters were a value. Let's say. Oh yeah, it's a hot commodity. Very hot commodity. But even the bosses there were broken toys too, weren't they? Yes. Yes, and the we, park is huge, right? Give us, give the the person who's not from New York City the, a description of what Central Park is like. Central Park is seven hundred acres, and it is you know people think it's just land that was there and you know that was declared a park, but actually it's it was uh, it was a contest to you know for it to be designed, and uh, it was made to be. Lush and <clears throat> and the paths and drives, you know, very rolling. 
you this part of Central Park you could go into and you wouldn't even know you were in the middle of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. If I blindfolded you and drove you there and let you you would know you wouldn't know you were in Manhattan at all. Right. Bill played that game a lot. So he, knows, <laughs> he knows his way around now. <laughs> but it is for the first couple of months I was there, just always lost. It, it takes a long time to figure out, to get your bearings there. Uh-huh. And that was the number one question we would get all the time. People, you know, Lost. where am I? Where am I? Where uh-huh. am I? Yeah. Don't some of the poles there, though, have the street number that yes. correlates with where the poles? But you got to get yeah. close to yeah. the outer. So you got to know that. Geographically, right, right, right. give us a, a geographically, the Central Park, there's a Central Park West Central Park East. It goes from what street to what street? All right. So it's... Uh, well, that's Fifth Avenue. It's not considered Fifth, right. Central Park East. It's Fifth Avenue and... So it, Fifth Avenue is the dividing pole. At what street does it start? Um, it starts at 110th Street. No, I'm talking about the f- lower. Southern End. Southern, right, Southern End. End is 59th. 59th Street, it starts. Yeah. Okay. And then um, the span of it, I guess, going east to west is is what? Um, I think it's four blocks. Four city blocks, which is yeah. probably a quarter mile. Yeah. So it's a quarter mile. Yeah. And then it runs um, from 59th Street all the way up to 110th Street. Yes. Yep. And inside that, that's, set, that's uh, seven acres, basically, right? 700. 700 acres. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, then um, I obviously don't know what an acre is. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so um, inside Central Park, you have, uh, there's a famous restaurant there, or there used to be, right? Tavern yeah, on the Tavern Green? Tavern on the Green. Yeah. That's kind of sort of in the beginning of the park, right? Right. Once you enter on 59th Street? Yeah. It's on Central Park West, uh, around 60th, 61st Street. Is it still open? Or they close it down now? Somebody else bought it, I think, right? Yeah, I, I they remember... went through some problems. Right, right. I'm not sure if it's still called Tavern on the Green. I'm pretty sure there's still mm-hmm. a restaurant there, uh, what it's called. I, I and don't then know. you got uh, Strawberry Fields, where John Lynn, uh, where the, he has his um, monument over there, his memorial. Right, right. Imagine, right? That's kind of what... 72nd Street. 72nd oh, right? Park West. Oh, yeah. Central, you come in there. The Dakota's right there. So. And where's, where's the zoo? There's a zoo. Yes, that's on Fifth Avenue near 59th. Oh, really? Yeah. How big is the zoo? Uh, that's a good question. I haven't, uh, I haven't really been in it. I mean, they got like real animals now. It's oh, not yeah. Like the- yeah. I, work, I worked with a cop who uh, years ago, uh, a, a homeless man had gotten into the enclosure with the polar bear. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this guy ended course. up shooting him. He had to shoot the, the kill the polar bear oh, to keep man, to save the guy's life. Why would he do that? You should have seen the hate mail he got. Oh, he that still happened, has it. You know that happened in the Bronx. Yeah, so two kids went into the, with the polar bear. I, I remember they that. They had to kill the polar bears with shotguns. ESU. Yeah. I don't think a nine would kill a polar bear. I don't know. He had a thirty-eight. And they killed the polar bear. Oh my yeah. god! Wow. I hate those stories. Got him right in the heart, I guess. So uh, you got the you got the the zoo there, and then. Um, the reservoir, that's a famous thing. Um, the, the reservoir is that it's the body of water in there, right? Where you yeah. can rent um, paddle boats and stuff. No, that's the lake. Oh, that's the lake. What the, is the reservoir? The reservoir is uh, 96th Street to 86th Street. And it's, um, it's a, actually, it, was, it was Manhattan's water supply at one time. And then once the, um, once they you know the city started getting water from upstate the croton aqueduct that's right where get it from now yeah. right then the that the uh reservoir was no longer needed but the reservoir was actually at one time like the great lawn it was an, it was another oh that's uh, another thing there the great lawn yeah it was just like it was just, it was like an identical twin to it it was just right across 86th street hmm. there was actually another reservoir over where the um where the uh public library is on 42nd street mm-hmm before the library was there, there was an actual it was an actual reservoir that supplied all of uh, well, all of Manhattan. Well, so you mentioned the Great Lawn. Yeah, I've been on that. I remember when I got to Warren's. Um, my, I think it was my first day. I heard two. You know, you're doing that. It's like a, a mock roll call. Just everybody's meeting. The, the bosses are meeting the new people there, and two guys are talking about how they're going to go to Central Park and watch Cheryl Crow sing. So I was like, "You, you guys, mind if I tag along?" I said, no, no, come on. So after that roll call, we took a walk. We were on 89th and, uh, or 91st and 1st. We, t- we took a walk to Central Park, tinned our way in right to the front. I'm talking about two, 
four or five rows off. The, we would have stayed in the front, but then you can't see that good. So we, perfect. Yeah. We watched the whole concert, everybody. Keith Richards, the Dixie Chicks, Show Crow. Wow. Yeah. It was not a bad nice. night. It's a good job. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's a great thing, this, the, 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 lawn, the great lawn there. And then uh, as you go further up, what else is up there? Let's see, the boathouse. Oh, the like, boathouse. Like you mentioned before, the boathouse, which is a restaurant and, a you know, they rent. that's where you rent the boats mm -hmm. from and the paddle boats. Um, and that's right next to the uh, Bethesda fountain. Mm -hmm. You know, the fountain uh, with, the, with the statue of the woman in the middle of it. And they have that little plaza there, which goes underneath 72nd Street. Um, and then there's the band shells right there also. Mm -hmm. um, they do concerts there. People sit in the laundry. Oh, Remember yeah. Bloomberg with the yeah. wine? Yeah. They bring wine over there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, so basically, my um, what I'm trying to get to is this is a, a beautiful place, Central Park, isn't yeah. it? Yes, it should be one of the. It should be like the eighth wonder of the world. You know, it just, they're just beautiful. Amazing the park, fact yeah. that it's in New York City, and has all these different things, and on one side of it you have Fifth Avenue, yes. and from 59th Street all the way up Fifth Avenue. So I guess back then, you're talking about um, 89, right? Yeah. Um, back then, I think right about 96th Street, they told you, oh, you're my man. If you're white, they said, you should probably go turn around and go back. Yeah. Beautiful. It, it the was... most expensive real estate right there. And on the other side, too, Central Park West. Well, on the weekend, you can go anywhere because there was just so many people. But uh -huh. uh, weekdays, weeknights, you know, you're, you're taking a chance. People ran around um, the reservoir, right? That's what yeah. it's... And, and you can bike around it, too? Uh, no, I don't... There's a six-mile people take in yeah. the park on a bike. Right. Does it right. cross... Is it by the reservoir? Or no, I guess it's somewhere... It goes around the, the reservoir. around uh -huh. the whole park, yeah. But it's... Uh, yeah, the reservoir is, is, all f is only for runners. And it's 1.6 miles. Okay. Because I used to run it every day. Okay. Yeah. While you were, while you were working in uniform or... Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I was an anti-crime. You were practicing chase perps, right? <laughs> I was. Let me tell you. Were I, you an anti-crime then? Yeah. In Central Park? Yeah. Okay. That's how I made those uh, made those collars. Okay, so we're, we're getting there. We're just. I wanted to just paint the picture of what Central Park is, especially people who've never been. They they're not from this city. You know, it's this palatial, it's almost like up here, the palatial estates. Yes. It's a beautiful park right in the middle yeah. of the city. So many different attractions. On one side of it, Fifth Avenue, you got expensive, the most expensive real estate in, in, probably in the country, at Central Park West too. And then um, now you're working um, You're working in there in Central Park, but you, you, you said you were in uniform and now you got, you got the anti-crime. Mm -hmm. Is that hard to get in there or just basically you just said, hey, could I do it? <laughs> yeah, pretty none much. of these other guys want to do anything. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, if you were making collars, I used to make collars all the time. Uh -huh. So I, I was like one How of the biggest very Central few. Park anti-crime team anyway. It was like four of us. One and a half, right? <laughs> but one I, and a half for a tour. To make collars, I had to poach. I had to go out on Fifth Avenue. Oh, you did? Central Park West, sure. I do car stops. And you guide them in, you drag them in the park. Well, hey, the, you, come over here. I used to love the, those green parks department vans you guys would use. That's what we were using. That was great. Uh -huh. was pretty good undercover cars, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. No, those were What well. happened? They had these green um, parks department vans. Yeah, yeah, I know those vans, yeah. And no one took it as a police Army car. green. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, with yeah. the leaves on it. Yeah, yeah. The parks department people used to think we were parks workers. Uh -huh. We had like some supervisor drive by and yell at us. So you used to be in plain clothes well, driving around in that van. That must yeah. have been a ground ball then. When yeah. I had the two four anti-crime, I'd drive into the park with, you know, in a taxi and all these Upper West Side libs would scream at me, the park is closed. Yeah. <laughs> the park is closed. Yeah, yeah cutting yeah. through that park. You know? yeah. Yeah. We didn't mention this about the park too, though. You can actually drive through there. Yeah. You can yeah. go north to south. You can go east to west. And uh, there's so, uh, east to west is usually the, the route that they let civilians go. The north and south, uh, they close that up often. Uh, but I remember doing it like, you know, because um, I worked in the 2-4 and then the 2-6. I remember using that like crazy, man. It was just a great way to they go. They wanted it totally closed to vehicles. Uh -huh. yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. The Park mm -hmm. Conservancy isn't They want the, the whole city closed to vehicles. The politics of Central Park. The Central Park Conservancy. We should let grass go right in the middle of the street. Yeah, we could walk I barefoot. Mean, we I had could a woman do that. one time horses again. Let's do horses. I was in a horses. marked car in the park. This obnoxious woman comes up to me. She goes, you're not supposed to idle your car. Mm-hmm. And I'm, it's a marked police car. I said, lady, 
doesn't apply to me, so keep walking. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and she, she must have been. Oh, yeah, she was. She was. Like, How dare you speak to me? Like the from the Polander commercial. The third's wife, you know. <laughs> so uh, you're yeah. working in anti-crime. Um, how long were you? How long were you working in anti-crime? When did you get in there? Hmm. How long before you? Uh, before uh, April nineteenth. When? April nineteenth. April nineteenth, nineteen eighty-nine. How long were you working there before that night? That's a good question. Uh, I don't think it was even a year. It's probably about six months. All right. So you're still a little, roughly. still a little wet behind the ears there. Yeah. It's a little green. <laughs> the green but post um, core. <laughs> so you're, uh, what, what was your tour that night? Four to 12. Working at four to 12. Were, were you using the van that night? Mm-hmm. So you were in that, you were in that van. Yeah. You were playing clothes. Yep. And uh, what time roughly uh, did these calls start coming over? Because the, what are the calls that are coming over, first of all? Well, the, the first calls we started... How was the night? Was it a nice night out? Yeah, it was nice. It was quiet. I had just run. Uh-huh. And it was, you know, it was, it was cool, but it wasn't, uh, you know, uncomfortably cold. Okay. Um, yeah, it, everything was quiet, like usual, because the place is dead. Uh-huh. So I used to hate working there. And um, then we just started getting radio runs of a, a large group of black and Hispanic kids harassing and assaulting people. Uh-huh. So, um, and where was this taking place? This was taking place in the uh, upper end of the park, above 96th Street. On the east or west side? In the middle of the park. On the middle, okay. Yeah. So you headed over there? So we headed over there. Um, what time was this roughly? Uh, I finished my meal at 9. So it was between, it was around 9, 15. 2,100 hours for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, so military. <laughs> so we had, and we had people coming into the station house saying that they were getting attacked. Um, we had people calling 911. Victims? Yeah. We had people flagging down cops. And everybody was saying the same thing. It was a large group. And we're, you so know. So you me- came off meal. Yeah. Came off meal and you headed up there in the van. Headed up there. Didn't see anything. Didn't see any kids. Uh, we found... Well, is it the, dark? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Central Park is very... It's pitch black at night. The only place that's lit are the paths, the walkways, and the, the drive. And... So you're like in a forest, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're standing just outside of a lit area, uh-huh. you could be standing in total darkness. Nobody would yeah, see no, you. Yeah, no, it's unbelievable. It's totally pitch dark. Yeah, I've been in yeah. all parts of that park. The only yeah. places that are lit are the walkways. Right. The and the rest of it, drive. there's no light. No, you could. Nope. And and there's trees, there's trees, brush. bushes, everything. It's and it's it's so parts of it are like a thick forest. Mm-hmm. Um, but we kept looking. We had cars coming from the uh, from the two three and the two four mm-hmm. and the two zero. They all came in the park. They're all driving up and down. You know the um, the the walkways and you know nobody sees it nobody saw anything mm-hmm. so um, finally a uh, uh, a cop on foot runs into a man who a teacher his name was uh, John Lachlan and he at first thought the guy was a drunk from because from a long distance he could see the guy was staggering and he's like oh he must be drunk he gets closer and the guy's drenched in blood I mean he's just completely and he's from his head yeah. And his, both of his eyes were swollen shut. It was just, it was a fucking mess. So he found, Mark found him on uh, the west side of the reservoir. So my assumption was because, you know, A, no one was, we didn't see any of these kids, right? B, there was a ton of cars driving around. This must have driven them out of the park, <coughs> right? If you're in that group and you see all these police cars, at some point you're going to, you're going to go where Sorry. the police aren't. So right. you're going to leave the park. And since the last attack was on the west side, I said, let's drive out of the park on the on Central Park West. We'll see if we see the group in the 2-0 poaching or the 2-4. Again. You're yes, poaching again. Exactly. Exactly. We poacher you. Thank God for poachers. <laughs> so, um, all you need is that excuse. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, we drove out of the park at 100th Street. And as soon as we came out, boom, there they were, right across the street from us. How many? There's like 30 of them. Wow. And my partner and I, Bobby Powers, we looked at each other and I was like, Bobby, there's no way we're going to get these kids. I said, I mean, well, the most we can get is two, mm-hmm. you know, the rest of them are going to be in the wind. 
So uh, we decided what we were going to do, we were going to call for assistance. Did they gonna... make your car right away or no? No. They didn't make you, so that's nobody, great. Nobody yeah. knew who we were. That's great. So we uh, we were about to call in 85. We were going to tell everyone, come, no lights, no sirens, um, come down the side streets so that we could box them in. We'll get, you know, we still won't be able to get all of them, but we'll mm -hmm. get, you know, many, much more than we would have by yeah. ourselves. So the next thing I know, they stop. The group stops. They're across the street from us, walking uptown. They stop, and they're pointing at our van. So we're like, we look at each other like, what the fuck's going on? Mm -hmm. Nobody, nobody ever makes us. Mm -hmm. So next thing I, I hear a rap on my window, because mm -hmm. I was the recorder, I look over, and it's this female cop in a fucking scooter. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know? And she goes, she looks at me, and she goes, oh, I, I think that's them across the street. <laughs> mm -hmm. So no shit, Sherlock. What she the fuck promoted, do you think we're right? doing? Oh my She's god! She's a detective now. First grade. <laughs> she probably First is. She went PP. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Puzzle Palace. She'd probably get great over me. She was out there on All Out. <laughs> <laughs> so now the group and Raymond's. By the way, as we're looking at the group, Raymond Santana and Stephen Lopez are in the front. How old are these kids? They're like 14, 15 years old. They're kids. They're, they're kind of like leading the group. So they stop and they start. Who's going, leading the group? Santana? Santana and Lopez, the two of them. Oh, okay. So we take the van and we pull it up and we, you know, uh, park perpendicular to the curb. We like block their, their uh, path. So then all of them start running, right? They all, they just all start running except for Santana and Lopez. Mm-hmm. So my partner and the cop on the scooter go after the, the kids that are running on foot. I stood with um, Santana and Lopez. They told me that, um, that the group was about to rob them. They said, yeah, officer, these guys were you know, just about to jump us, which I knew was bullshit because we were watching them. Right, we knew, you know, mm -hmm. we could tell they were not about to get jumped. So I pretended to believe them because if I didn't, they were going to be in the wind, and I wouldn't be able to catch the both of them. I'd only be able to get one of them. Mm -hmm. So um, I told him, oh, okay, no problem. I said, if we get any of them, you know, we'll bring them back, and you can, we'll see if you can identify them or not. So then, uh, called an 85, a bunch of cars come. We end up getting three more kids. Um, Who'd uh, you get? Um, Kevin Richardson, Lamont McCall, and Clarence Thomas. But not the Supreme Court justice. <laughs> different, different Clarence Supreme Thomas. Supreme Court justice. Not yet. That was, that was before. <laughs> maybe Congress, maybe. So now we got them in the car. He was the oldest one hanging out with them, right? He must have been like 65 at the time. He was wearing his robe. That's how we knew it was him. <laughs> and he had a gavel. It wasn't a steel pipe. It was a gavel. Gavel. Turns out. Anyway, go ahead. So um, <clears throat> another car comes, a sergeant's car comes to where I'm at, and we get Lopez and Santana. They're actually pretty surprised to, you know, get the cuffs slapped on them because they, they thought they were getting over. The whole time, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we bring them back to the entrance of the park. And in another car, we had the other three kids. The other three kids are now crying, right? They're crying and they're saying, look, we know who did the murder. Um, uh, it was Antron McRae. We'll take you to where he lives. Now, at that point, we thought they were talking about the teacher, right. the guy who had his head busted open, because mm -hmm. we didn't know about the jogger. Nobody knew, yeah. except for them, that the jogger existed. She was still. Can I, can in I a, just stop you for one second? Yeah. When you arrested Santana and Lopez, did you do a show up with anyone? No. No, because the um, Lachlan couldn't see anything. But there was at least what five or six other victims, right? Yeah, yeah, and I, I forgot how we what we did. Um, so th at that point, there was no identification procedure. Um, I'm trying to think. My, my sergeant might have done something. I'm not sure, but I remember we we ended up uh, locking up locking them up for uh, unlawful assembly and riot. riot. Yeah, yeah. Based on on what? On the the group being out there. And well, were they was was at, I know at some point they were breaking light bulbs on Central Park West. Yeah. Was that before or after you stopped them? That was before. 
Right, so that was part of that. That that could have been the riot charge, right? Yeah. Or disorderly group or whatever, right? No, I'm just trying to, because I know there was like six or seven different complainants. Right. You know, some who had gotten assaulted, one who had gotten stabbed. Mm -hmm. The one gentleman, Lachlan, you were referring to was jogging also, right? Right. And he was hit with a pipe, I believe. Yes. I mean, he was probably in the hospital, so he couldn't. He couldn't. Do a show up unless you brought the perps to the hospital. Right. I was just uh, nobody. I um, I'm I'm trying to think. I know we had a problem with the IDs in the beginning because there was such a large group, right? You know, like the the people on the tandem bike, they just put their head down and you know rode right through the. Right. Uh, All right, uh, the group uh, let's backtrack a little bit. The five that you got, you got Raymond Santana and the kid Lopez. What was his name? Michael Lo- Stephen Lopez. Stephen Lopez. Okay. Yeah. Those are two that you grabbed, and then in the other car, there's okay. three other kids, right? Uh, Kevin Richardson. Lamont McCall and Clarence, Clarence Thomas. Thomas. So you got five. Right. Now, before we go any further, you, you keep, you're mentioning other victims. So let's go back to um, these incidents that were happening in the park. As this is unfolding, you're learning about more incidents, right? Yes. Give us uh, a couple of the incidents that these 30 kids were supposedly responsible of uh, being involved in. Uh, they assaulted. Uh, they assaulted another runner. Right. Yeah, there was a guy on a uh, racing on a bike. A tandem uh, bike? No, there was a there was a couple on a tandem bike that so they tried a male to and a female on a, on a tandem bike. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and because the woman were they was, with the mime? No, oh, no. no. <laughs> um, let's see. There was a taxi driver they were throwing rocks at. Um, they threatened several joggers. I think like two or three. Uh, there was a. There was a gentleman who was actually just came to the park just to have his dinner, had a beer and Chinese food, and they fucking beat him unconscious and mm-hmm. poured the beer over his head. And, you know, and I'm sure we had other people, too, that were, you know, that were accosted, that didn't come forward. They were just, you know, fuck this. Because this, this was a group of between 33 to 40 kids, right? I don't know. If, yeah. I think the head count... Just from what I saw, was uh, thirty. Well, but well, we had parts to, of this report. It says this is, we they say thirty, thirty-three. We interviewed thirty-seven kids. Oh, you did thirty-seven, 37 kids. Yeah, thirty-seven. We were able to identify. All right, this story. This story is uh, starting to cook up right now. It's starting to heat up. We're going to start getting to the to the um, to the heart of this story and how horrible it actually was. But before we do that, we're going to have to take a break. We're going to refresh our tea and we're going to come back um, and we're going to we're going to really start digging deep into the into this story and find out um, everything that uh, our guest Eric Reynolds knows about this case, which is a lot, by the way. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. (laughs) 